of November 2020, all things we are having about 60 days for the year to end, and the truth of the matter is that the same God who began with us from the first will bring us through to the 31st, amen, amen, that one is certain and sure that the one who has begun a good work in us will perfect it until the day of Christ. I think you're better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You see, when God gave us a promise that he would take care of us, he knew that coronavirus will come. When the Lord said he would protect us, he knew that pandemic will come. He knew that all these things will come, but none of them was able to deter God from giving us a promise that he would take care of us. Are we together? So our confidence, assurance is on the fact that it is God, the creator of time, the creator of eternity, the creator of humanity. It is he, God, that has given us the promise. And faithful is the one who has promised and he shall do it. I didn't hear a resounding amen. 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 We we'll continue our series on uh, on giving that glorifies God or glorifying God in giving. Amen? The last time we spoke, we discovered that Jesus spoke more about money and our relationship with it than anything. At one point he said, nobody can, no servant can serve two masters. Meaning that in life, everyone is supposed to be a servant. And he also said that we cannot serve God and money. It means that in life we serve two things. Either you are serving God or you are serving money. Whether you have the money or not, 
It still doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with your life can give us the proof whether you are serving God and you have or you are serving money. And we discovered that more than 15% of all the things that Jesus said is related to money and the way we are supposed to respond to it. Of all the parables Jesus gave, he gave 38 parables. We said that 16 are directly related to money and our way and the way we are supposed to respond to it. And we also discovered that Jesus spoke more about money than he spoke about heaven and hell. It means that the way we relate to money can determine whether we go to heaven or hell. And we said that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 10% of all those verses in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talk about money and how we deal with material possessions. Hallelujah. Which means that about 288 verses in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talks about money and the way we are supposed to respond to it. We also discovered that the integrity of your faith is not determined so much about the noise you make, the screaming you make, the confession, and I declare, and the decree, even not in the prayer, but it is determined in how you respond and you relate with money. Which means that money is a powerful thing. Write this down, write it down. Money moves the world. Money moves the world. Money moves the world. But faith in God moves the money that moves the world. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Money moves the world. But faith in God moves the money that moves the world. Which means that when you have faith in God, the money that moves the world will not move you. But rather, your faith in God will move you to move the money. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. When we are talking about giving, God is the first person to teach us about giving. In John 3, 16, a key scripture that we all know that God so loved the world. First John 2, verse 15, the Bible said we should not love the world nor the things in the world. But when it comes to John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible said God so loved the world. So what actually is God loving? When the Bible talks about the world, there are three things that means the world. Let me spell you the Greek word. The first one means the word universe. Ever say the universe. Ever say the universe. The universe means the world. The second one, we are talking about humanity. Ever say humanity. Like all of us, we are the world. The other day, they made some sun and said, we are the world. We are the children. Yes, actually, we are the world. And the universe with everything in it is also the world. What God is saying that he loved is not the things in it. He's talking about the people inside the universe that he loves. Are we together? Are we together? Now, 1 John 2 verse 15, what the Bible said that God said we should not love, it's not talking about the people or the universe. The third definition of the world is what we call the principles of the world. Everybody say the principles of the world. Everybody say the principles of the world. Now, when we come to the word of God, we have the principles of the word of God and we also have the principles of the world. 
the principles of the world are the things inside the world. Okay, let me say this way. The principles of the world are the things that human beings do in the universe that are against the word of God. Are we together? Are we together? Of which Galatians 5 will tell you that the works of the flesh are these. Adult, fornication, idolatry, and things like that. These are the principles of the world. That when somebody does something to you, you are, you are not supposed to give, forgive the person because according to the principle of the world, forgiveness is a sign of weakness. But according to the principles of the word of God, forgiveness is a sign of strength. Am I communicating? According to the principles of the world, to, be, to make money or to become a great person is always to receive and to keep. That's the principle of the world. But according to the principle of the word of God, to get and to become great is to give and to keep on giving. Are we together? Are we together? The world will, the world will tell you according to its principle that you are supposed to keep. When you are giving, it means that you do not know what to do with your money and with your life. But according to the principle of the word of God, you are supposed to give rather than to keep. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. According to the principle of the word of God, it is in the giving that you receive. According to the principle of this world, it is in the keeping that you receive. And these two are not the same. What the minimum can I say? Please, are we together? Very, very important. Now, the Bible said that this one fights against the principles of God. The principles of this world fight against the principles of the word of God. Follow me. We are going somewhere. Hello? A real Simon So the other day, the Bible said, You idolaters. Do you not know that friendship to the principles of this world means that you are a friend and enemy to God? That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying we cannot serve two masters. It means that you cannot serve the principles of this world and at the same time serve the principles of God. They do not work together like that. You cannot be in darkness and in light at the same time. You are either in the light or in the darkness. And the Bible says, for God is light in whom there is no darkness at all. But all the world walk in darkness. All the principles, the activities of the world are the activities of darkness. And the Bible says, when a man walks in such activities, all his life will be full of darkness. You'll be having torchlight, you'll be having floodlight, you'll be having camera light, you'll be having ECG light. But yet, his life is full of darkness. Why? Because darkness is not the light around. Darkness is the devoid of light within. Am I communicating? Darkness is not the absence of light on the outside. Darkness is the absence of light on the inside. A man can be living in a house full of darkness, but when he has the light of God on the inside, he is full of light. And the Bible says, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness has no ability to overcome it. 
Jesus said, let your light so shine before all men. Let the light of God in you, the principles of the word of God in you, let everybody know the kind of life you are living as a child of God. So that the whole world will know that you are a child of God. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Giving to the world and giving according to the things of God. That's why we, are all, we always have challenges. Because the principles of the world will always fight you if you do not rely on God to help you. There are some people who, who intended coming to church today. But the principles of the world did not allow them because they listened to the voice of the world. Are we together? Are we together? Now listen, we are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 16. But let me give a little bit of uh, information about this Corinthians because the Corinthian church is said to be the most powerful church. When you read Paul's letters to the churches, we did not hear in any church that Paul wrote about the gift of the Spirit. We did not hear in any church, in any of the churches in, in the Bible that Paul wrote about the giftings of the Lord. No. But to the Corinthian church, Paul spoke about their giftings and the ability to use the gift of God for the advancement of the work of God. Please are we together? Please are we together? Let me, I want to feel you, okay? But it is the same church who was full of giftings that they were, they were also full of carnality. They were very gifted. They have the gift of music. They have the gift of miracle, prophecy and everything. But yet, there was no love in between them. They did not love each other. When you keep on reading, you see that this one will be fighting at one, first, first Corinthians chapter 3. Paul will be talking about the fact that when I came to you, I couldn't talk to you as mature people. I had to talk to you like children because there is a separation and division among you. This one is saying, I'm of Paul. I don't want to say that I belong to Apollos. I don't want to say that I'm also of Christ. Church that is full of anointed is divided. They've divided the men of God among themselves. This church was very anointed, but they did not know how to give to God. So Paul has to come in and teach them about how to give. Am I communicating? That is how you see, you can be very anointed, but you may not know how to give to God. Are we together? Please, are we together? Very anointed, but you don't know how to give. Very spiritual, but yet very carnal. This is amazing, you know? We can come to church and do caterpillar. But yet, the moment we leave the church, come and see fighting by the roadside. Sleeping at the wrong side of the bed. On the field that, that night. Hello? But yet, we came to church with an anointing. Ministration, singing, dancing, praying. That's the Corinthian church. So Paul realized that they had a problem, so he decided to solve the problem. And the problem of the Corinthian church is the same problem that we have in our days. And God has given us a solution. Are we together? Are we together? So Paul, in teaching them about giving, he gave them four pillars of giving. Number one, he made them understand that whenever we are giving, we should give with the right incentive. Give me with the right word. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Let's get there. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. I will worship you forever, love you forever because 
Now look at that. He said, now concerning the offering for the believers or for the church of God, I have given you order to the churches of Galatia and the same order I'm also giving you here. Concerning the offering for what? The saints or the church of God or for the gathering of the saints. It means that whenever we are taking offering, the King James use the word collection. Everybody say collection. It's an antiquated statement. Old statement. You call it offering. Amen. Collection Offering is something we are giving to God out of our hearts. Concern the offering for the work of the saints, for the work of God for the saints. Whatever we are receiving to advance the work of God so that the saints of God can grow in the things of God, there is an order I've given to you. It means that when Paul is talking about the fact that whenever we are giving, we should give according to the right incentive. The incentive is that with this thing we are receiving, this giving we are doing, we are doing it for the sake of the word of God, where the saints of God will be there to grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is what we are doing. So, so the motivation and the and the and the and the and the and the inspiration of doing this thing is because for the work of God to advance. Am I communicating? If you know that the incentive of your giving is for the advancement of the work of God, you will not keep your money in your hand. You won't keep it. Matthew says 19, let's get it. Matthew says 19. He just said that store up your treasure. Lay not up for yourself. Another way, keep not up for yourselves. Treasures upon the earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Any hear Amen. Now, let me, let me tell you what this scripture is not saying before I will tell you what it is saying. This scripture is not saying that don't buy a car. No. This scripture is not saying don't build a house. This scripture is not saying that don't go to school and pay school fees or take your children to a good school and pay their fees. No. And this scripture is also not saying that don't buy, don't, don't, don't buy a dress or don't buy a shoe or don't take care of yourself. No. But what he's saying is that whenever, whatever you are doing in verse 21, Whatever you are doing, make sure that your treasure is invested in the things of God. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Why? Because I lay out for yourself, verse 20, treasures in heaven. Yes? Take care of yourself. If you got the money to buy a car, buy it. If you got money to build a house, build it. But it does not mean that you should set your heart on these things. You should set your heart on God. Because if your heart is on God, you invest in the things of God. There's nothing on earth that is permanent. 
How many of you have heard that somebody, somebody has taken over heaven and you heard the news from heaven? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in charge. Doesn't happen. That is how come when we are making any investment, we should be thinking about eternity and we should make our investment into eternity. And the investment that echoes into eternity are the investment we make into the things of God. Look at you. You go to school. How many years do you go to school? Calculate. Some of you can go to school for 30 years from, from the day you were born. Huh? And how many years I go to work with your, with your schooling? 25 years maximum. And at the end of your sister, Baba, we cannot work with you anymore. Everything that man does has an expiry date. But when you make that eternal investment into heaven, even the day man can say he will not work with you, that will be the day God can also start with you and bless your life. I'm not talking to somebody here. The right incentive is that we are making God first. I would love to deny myself of some things and make sure the work of God advance than to get satisfied and to make sure that the work of God does not go on. I will not do that. What it means is that the right incentive means that it is God first. Me, it is later. I need this money to buy something, but for the work of God to go on, I'll give this money for the work of God and I'll think about myself later. I'll, I'll, I'll delay some things, I'll delay some gratifications and I'll delay some things that I'm supposed to do to make sure that the work of God advances. And I'll think about the next time me, I'll do it. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? And the second thing Paul taught, Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 2. He said, when we are giving, we should give the right instructions. Everybody say instruction. I didn't hear some people say instruction. Look at the instruction. He said, upon the first day of the week, and coincidentally today is the first day. Let every one of you, so instruction number one, is the first day of the week when you come to church. The first day of what? The first day of the week. Now, look at the word first, protos. Protons. It means that it is the first among everything. It means that even when you receive your money, before you pay your light bill or your water bill, take God's money out and put it somewhere before you start thinking about the rest you do. Unfortunately, that's what many of us, that's what we do. We chop all the money before we think, hey, my title I've taken my title. You use all the money before you say, hey, where's the title? Where's the offering? Then you're going to go into your money saving boss. You shake the money boss, realize that it is coins. Hey, uh, then you come to the junction over here. Sister, Coco Sella, can you, think, can you change this to see these papers for me? He said, I don't have it. And then you come to the church to come and change coins. Here we don't change coins. The first. Make God first. First day of the week. And he said, let every one of you. Let every what? Every what? One of you. It means that it is not some peculiar people or some few people who are supposed to do their giving. Everybody is supposed to be part of the beginning. Everybody must, must be part. Everybody must give something. Everybody must give the first and the best out of your life. Lay by him in store. It means that keep the thing ahead of time. We don't come to church before you're looking for your offering or for your tithe or for your, for your seed. No, you prepare it ahead of time. How? He said, according to the way God has blessed you, according to the way God has prospered you, according to the way the Lord has preserved you, according to the way the Lord has promoted you. That there be no gatherings when I come. According to the way. Now, let, let me use this statement. According to the way God has prospered you, is telling us that according to the New Testament perspective, when it comes to tithe giving, it is not necessarily about percentage. Listen to me very well. 
It's not about percentage. It is about proportion. Everybody say proportion. When we are talking about proportion in the New Testament, the proportion is that the foundation of the proportion is 10%. I'm talking about tight here. The foundation of the proportion is what? 10%. It means that, oh, I wish I can say something, but time is not with me. In the Old Testament, when you sleep with a woman, what have you done? Fornication. In the New Testament, when you see a woman and you desire, what have you done? <laughs> That's why you're supposed to ask for forgiveness every day. Yeah. Because the New Testament foundation is higher than the Old Testament foundation. The Old Testament was 10%. Pure 10%. The New Testament, we start with 10%. We start with what? Because it's no more percent. It's about proportion. And the proportion, the foundation of that proportion is 10%. But when it comes to the when it comes to the New Testament, morality and character, you don't do, you look to be qualified to become a sinner. Hello? Hello? Look at what Jesus, go, go and look at what Jesus said. He which shall say to his brother Raka, you will qualify for hair fire. Hello? He who will, he will, he will think of evil about his brother or sister has committed murder without knife and gun. Committed murder. So when it comes to the New Testament approach to things, the foundation is high. Why? Because listen, in the Old Testament, none of them was seated with Jesus in higher places. In the New Testament, we are seated with Jesus in higher places. In the Old Testament, none of them had the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them. But in the New Testament, we have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them. If, if Elijah and Isaiah did not have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them, and I have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them, then my standard must be higher than Elijah and that of Elijah. I'm not communicating. Then my giving must be better than that of the prophets of old. I'm not communicating. The right instruction the first day, everybody must give. Keep the money ahead of time. And according to the proportion with 10% as a foundation. According to the right instruction. That's so you cannot come and just do anything. I just, I just, I just want to Baba Then you sit down some way. You see, Charlie, the New Testament life is a beautiful life. The reason why it is difficult for people to live the New Testament life is because we want to live it with our own strength, without the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes the New Testament life easy and effortless. The Bible said the spiritual man does not judge anything, but yet he himself is judged by anyone. None of the people, no, none of the patriarchs or the prophets in the Old Testament were said to be spiritual. We are spiritual. Am I communicating? Jesus said, Abraham loved to see my day, but he saw it and was glad. But we saw Jesus himself with us. I'm not communicating. Whatever the Old Testament people saw, it was a shadow. The reality was happening to us, you and I. When they are supposed to talk to God, they have to talk to a pastor, a priest who will talk to God for them once a year. But when we want to talk to God, anywhere, anyhow, at the loo, at the White House, at the, at the trotro, at the car, wherever you find, you can still talk to God. And sometimes, unfortunately, you can still be talking to God whilst you are watching television and movie on your phone. Grace has made it available. But grace does not support stupidity and nonsense. Grace makes the life a higher life. I'm not communicating. The right instruction. When you are giving, you have to follow the instruction. Number three. 
And where we are giving, we should give you the right insurance. Verse 3. Let's go. Verse 3. I'm not communicating to somebody at all. Oh, Jesus. And when I come, whosoever you shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. What is the insurance? The insurance is my liberality. My liberality is of, of, is, is of the, the, the Bible said that the liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watered shall of himself be watered also. Can you just imagine? Whilst I am watering somebody, God said he is also watering me. While I am taking care of the things of God, God will also be taking care of me. The liberal soul shall be made fat. I'm not talking about obolobo. I'm talking about juicy. I'm talking about favor. I'm talking about somebody that is blessed. That's what the Bible is talking about. Facts. The Bible said, the liber, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible said, the liberal man makes liberal things and by his liberality, he stands. Another translation said, the noble man makes noble things and by his nobility, he stands. Another, another translation said, the honorable man makes honorable things and by his honor, he shall stand. Libra! Ability to release. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ability to release something from your hands without thinking about it, without thinking twice. Insurance. My insurance is of the Father. I gave of myself to God. And I know so far as I've given it to God, God will take care of me. Ladies and gentlemen, as a child of God, we do not live by health insurance. We live by blessed assurance. Not health insurance. What kind of insurance do you do? But it's the blessed assurance. The assurance that God is with us. Who can be against us? The assurance that he, will, he, will, he, will, he said, oh God. He said, when God took the children of Israel from one nation to another, he said, he suffered kings for their sake. He rebuked kings for their sake. And he did not allow anybody to do them wrong. And he said unto them, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Today I stand as a prophet and I speak to coronavirus. Touch no member in this church and do nobody no harm. Why? Because that is our insurance. I speak to sickness. I speak, I speak to shame. I speak to reproach. That that's none of us. Because that is our insurance. Our insurance is that by giving to God, God also gives himself to us. And the last one. Are you ready? When you are given, we should give you the right indebtedness. Everybody say indebtedness. Oh, Jesus. What is the indebtedness? Indebtedness is an art of gratuity. What is gratuity? Gratuity is an art of being grateful or being gratitude or being thankful or being appreciative for, to somebody or to someone who has done something for you, number one, even though you didn't require him to do it for you or you didn't request that he should do it for you, who does something for you when you know that you are incapable of helping yourself, who sustained you and kept you from harm's way. I am indebted. What is indebtedness? It means that forever in my life, I bring you, 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 Right indebtedness. And ladies and gentlemen, you and I know that from generally up to date, we are indebted to God. The sickness that killed somebody made you stronger. Am I communicating? You are indebted to God. Coronavirus that made somebody experience a certain unpleasant quarantine. That same thing came to your next door. You sat in the church with somebody with coronavirus, but the Lord kept you. You ate the same food with somebody who has not washed his hands, but the Lord preserved you. You move up and down with no man, with no nose mask, but the Lord kept 
kept you. We will not take this thing for granted. We will not take the grace of God, the love of God, the hand of God, the, the power of God, the, the light of God's grace for granted. We are indebted to God. We came to say, Lord, we thank you. We came to say, Lord, we are grateful. We came to say, Lord, we appreciate you. Had it not been you, where would I be? Had it not been the Lord on our side, let Israel say. Had it not been the Lord on your side, let Israel say. Had it not been the Lord on your side, when men rose up against us, they would have faced us and destroyed us. But the Lord sustained us. But the Lord kept us. You do not have air conditioning in your house, but you slept like a dead being. And the Lord woke you up in the morning, strong and strengthened. Mosquito chew your body, but you didn't force it. You are still stronger. It is of the Lord who has kept you and sustained you. Therefore, we are indebted unto God for gratitude. Indebted. Hey! We are indebted. You didn't know how to pay your rent. Some way, somehow you did it. When you, take, when you check your expenses for the month, it is more than your salary. I am indebted. You eat Gary and you are going stronger and bigger and better and finer. Obi was in Kubernausra. But it's a better food. I'm not communicating. This is the God we serve. And we are in death. Remember the day you slept, you couldn't pray, and then you had the bad dream. You thought that the bad dream would manifest in the morning, but some way, somehow, the Lord sustained and delivered you. We are in death. We are in death. And when our giving should let us to, to let God know that we are indebted to Him. Stand to your feet, lift up your hands, come on. Stand to your feet. We are indebted to God to honor and to bless his name. Oh, we are indebted. We are indebted. The tree were for indebtedness said, Me dewasidaka. Dewasidaka. Paul said, We dare not say to be sufficient of ourselves. Or to be able to do anything by ourselves. By our, but our sufficiency is of God. <laughs> Who has made us also able ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter. But of the spirit. Of the letter means the old testament. Of the spirit means in the new testament. Why? Because the letter kills. Many of you would have been dead by this morning. Because if you were to be in the old testament regime. You would have been dead. But of the spirit. Why? Because for the letter kill it. But the spirit gives life. It's the spirit that gave you life. 
Yeda wasia and sado. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Begin to pour your heart to God. Pour your heart. Come on. Pour your heart unto God. Pour your heart unto God. Pour your heart unto God. It could have been you. It could have been you. But God kept us. Lift your hands with me. Begin to pray for one minute. Thank God. Bless his name for everything. Try to remember. Remember. <laughs> Don't be forgetful. Remember. Kai, kai, nyame. We bless your name, O oh God. We are indebted to you for everything you've done. We thank you, O oh God. Father, lift up your hands with me. Father, together in this house, we lift our hands indebted to you for who you are to us and for what you do. Many of the things you do that you do not even tell us. You don't even show us. Many of the ways that you deliver us, but we do not even know how. Many of the times you supply, when our pockets are dry, we don't even know how we eat and take care of ourselves. We are indebted. You have done this. You know that you do the rest. Have your way, Lord. And take all the glory. In Jesus' name. So I shout a believing amen. Give the Lord a clap of and be seated.